Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. I'm your host, John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What is good? Just moments away from this Giants-Washington game. Uh, yeah, talking about it off air. You know, something's got to give. You know, Giants have been 0-6 on Thursday Night Football in the last couple games for those, you know, people that bet out there. You know, Thursday Night Football, a little, little extra stat. Uh, but I think Daniel Jones is uh, undefeated in his career against Washington. So, yeah, we see something's got to give. Something's got to give. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening to this now, the, the outcome of the game probably will have already happened. So you uh, you already know what gave or maybe it didn't. Maybe it ended in a tie. Who knows? Oh, that's true. <laughs> so uh, as we record this Thursday night, episode 187, our week two game previews part one. Uh, we are we're covering nine games today, all Sunday, 1 p.m. games. And then tomorrow's episode, uh, the one that we'll release on Saturday, we'll break down the remaining six starts of the week and play some get money. So uh, make sure you're on the lookout for that on Saturday morning. But today we're on a week two. And we're going to help your fantasy teams thrive yes, this week. And. If you want some extra action other than the fantasy matchups, then there's a better, there's another way to do that, Greg. Tell the people about that. You already know. If you want to do that, you got to be thriving. You, we're going to be a thriving all weekend, and that's the way to do it on Thrive Fantasy. Uh, again, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Uh, the new users, you can deposit $20 and get a free ticket to Thursday's $15,000 NFL contest. And a free ticket to Sunday's fifty thousand dollar NFL contest. What is Thrive Fantasy? Fifty K, yo, fifty K. Oh man. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app uh, and fantasy esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top tier athletes to have the biggest impact on the game. You choose ten out of twenty available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So just got to hit into that promo code FFDX and you get to use that special offer today. Come up on www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Hmm, FFDX. How do I spell that, Greg? FFDX. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, man, let's get into this. these uh, these these 1, 1 p.m. games. Again, Sunday, 1 p.m. games is what we're covering today. Starting with, and I'm I'm glad we're starting with the with the Raiders, man, because we get to talk about this Monday night game a little bit, which was wild, absolutely a, a, obscene game, crazy game. Uh, just to catch y'all up, I ended up winning. It was crazy. I won. That be shift. Um, but Greg lost, unfortunately for Greg. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I knew coming in, y'all. I was facing the regular season god, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Rob Pike of our of our of our in our fantasy league uh has is a as greg mentioned the regular season god he always for whatever reason is in top two in the standings top for the regular two. season i know top three top two every top year two every <laughs> year so um 
yeah, got to find a way to dethrone Rob from that top two. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. But moving on to these Raiders and these Steelers, 1-0 one, one and o, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 1-0 and o Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a 47-point total. The Steelers are uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites here, Greg. No weather concerns, but in terms of injuries, Pittsburgh's okay. But Josh Jacobs, for the Raiders, dealing with a toe and an ankle. Uh, he suffered. That was the same injury he was dealing with going into Monday night's game. Seems to seems to me that he'll play. Played in that game on Monday. Scored, I believe it was two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, Greg, where are you at with this game? What are you taking in terms of the spread, the total, and and who are you picking to win? So I'm taking the over in this game. I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders to cover. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, though. Uh, yep, on the on the Raiders side, you know Derek Carr. I think again he's a uh, two quarterback leave option, but definitely a solid start. I mean, you know, solid stream. Uh, like quarterback 17 to 20 range, I think. Josh Jacobs, you know, he was definitely banged up at the end of that Monday night game. Uh, Got to definitely monitor his status. He did miss back-to-back practice, uh, but he seems to play through a lot of injuries in his early career. Um, definitely have Kenyon Drake ready. Uh, he was involved even with Josh Jacobs healthy. You know, he has six carries, five receptions in week one, uh, played in 48% of the snaps in, in a competitive game. So he'll be, uh, I think, automatic RB2 if Jacobs is out, but uh, definitely is still a flex option um, right now, low in flex uh, right now with, with, in, with against his defense uh, that could probably will need his, his pass catching abilities. Uh, as far as the receiving, uh, it's just so disappointing that it's just still Darren Waller, and then after that is Darren Waller, and then after that is more Darren Waller. <laughs> it's crazy. 19 targets in week one. Uh, it's great to see for Darren Waller uh, managers. That's why you drafted him uh, in the second round, third round, uh, maybe it's even first round. This guy is a wide receiver playing tight end, um, so expect to continue to see him dog at that position. I think Hunter Renfro does have a great matchup. I think he is for PPR leagues in that flex conversation, but I'm not trusting any of the outside guys. And for Pittsburgh, Big Ben, he's my stream of the week. So I think he in this offense will bounce back uh, against the Raiders defense that, you know, the Ravens were able to take advantage of both on the ground and in the air. Uh, Najee Harris, low in RB1. He got 17 touches in week one. Love that number. You know, you like to expect even more in this matchup. Uh, and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, I think, are both uh, low in wide receiver twos. I think Deontay has more of favorable in the PPR leagues. He did get 10 targets in that week one. Uh, probably believing in those targets. You're you're banking on Chase Claypool's boom and uh, getting those touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking over here. Going to take Pittsburgh to cover, Pittsburgh to win. Uh, just picking Pittsburgh to cover this five and a half points because Vegas, West Coast team traveling east. Played mm-hmm. in an overtime game on Monday night, so uh, just doing some uh, some thinking there. But for terms of fantasy here, you know Pittsburgh, I wasn't in love with their offense last week outside of Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. Uh, I'm more into it this week. Uh, Deontay, I think, continues to be a safe wide receiver too. Had a you know over a 30% target share last week on 10 targets. Uh, so just pretty much picking up where he where he left off last year. Uh, Najee Harris, I think, is going to bounce back in a major way this week here. I mean, all the peripherals were really good last week. Like you said, 17 carries, saw uh, 90% of the the team running back opportunities. Uh, I think that, you know, he's definitely in play uh, to have a very good game here. Uh, And then, you know, 
so I'm not overreacting over week one. But why does this always happen to my breakout running backs? Like, there's always <laughs> some, some, you know, is it because they're rookies? Maybe I don't know. But anyway, uh, Claypool, uh, I think him and Juju both save. They're both wide receiver threes. Claypool has that boom upside, obviously that can put him in a wide receiver one, wide receiver two conversation. Juju is just that safe floor play, but Big Ben is your stream of the week here. So I, I think that, you know, this offense is, again, in a good spot here uh, to potentially have uh, put up some fantasy points. And then for Vegas, I'm with you. Uh, I, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a uh, Darren Waller, who we did say, by the way, if you're taking Travis Kelsey with the number one pick or with the first round pick, you should be taking, you should feel comfortable taking Darren Waller yep. with the first round pick. Um, Hunter Hunter Renfro, like you mentioned, I think the Steelers they tend to struggle against slot receivers, so Hunter Renfro definitely makes sense here. Not into, I mean, Josh Jacobs obviously you can play him as as the R, touchdown dependent RB two, but I, I'm not into Vegas uh, outside of outside of mm. those two guys or three three guys. Word. All right, moving on to the next matchup again, all, all Sunday 1 p.m. games here, but the Cincinnati Bengals one and O Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Chicago to take on Andy Dalton in a revenge game, the 0-1 Chicago Bears. This is a 45-point total. The Bears are three-point favorites. Weather's okay. Uh, Cincinnati, in terms of injuries, they added safety Ricardo Allen to the injured reserve. Uh, Trey Waynes, for, as well for Cincinnati, is uh, is doubtful for this game. Missed week one. Uh, so, he, you know, we know how, how huge he is to the Bengals' secondary Um you know, free agent signing. Uh, Chicago is just okay uh, in terms of injury. They got some guys, but they're mainly okay in terms of the injury front. Um, I am going to take the over here. I am going to take Cincinnati to cover. I am going to take Cincinnati to win this game. Uh, you know, I, I think I like this game a lot from, an, you know, from a fantasy perspective. You know, I'm into the whole Cincy offense, basically. Joe Burrow is a QB1. Joe Mixon's an RB1 again. Uh, Jamar Chase, who showed up big time last week, apparently catching NFL balls in a game that matters <laughs> is not a problem for him. Uh, and then T. Higgins, you know, you know him and Jamar Chase, both wide receiver ones potentially in this one. Tyler Boyd is a wide receiver three with the wide receiver two upside. And then on the Chicago side, I like Allen Robinson to bounce back this week and, and finish as a wide receiver one potentially. Uh, David Montgomery. See him as a high-end wide receiver, uh, high-end running back to look really good on uh, Sunday night. Uh, showed good explosion, good quickness. Um, so you know he looked, yeah, he looked phenomenal. So I'd expect him to continue. Uh, and then Darnell Mooney, uh, I like him as a wide receiver three potentially. So with all that, I think that Andy Dalton is playable in a revenge game here as a you know potential streaming option uh, quarterback two in this game. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Bengals to cover uh, and the Bengals to win. Um, yeah, set up to be a, definitely another nice day. I agree with you with this offense, um, both sides, um, in running in the passing game on Cincy side. Uh, you love Joe Burrow, has that QB1 upside. Bear secondary is very shaky. Um, yeah, you, you got to love uh, the reason to love Boyd. I mean, the reason why I chose Cooper Cup uh, was against this bear slot receivers. I mean, slot secondary. So uh, definitely a bump for Boyd and Jason Higgins are going to be uh, great in this game. Uh, just hope that, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals are able to keep this like kind of passing volume because uh, Joe Mixon had a lot of work last week and, you know, Joe Burrow only threw 27 times. So going down the line, you know, one of the top, 
these all three of these guys can't finish in the top twenty five with this this passing volume being not as high as last year. When Chicago and that was Yeah. That that was an overtime too. <laughs> yeah, that was an overtime too, yeah. Yeah. So uh definitely keep an eye on that. And so Chicago side I agree with you. Dave Montgomery, yeah, he's got that RB1 upside. He's a higher in RB2. Uh, definitely look for the bounce back from these receivers. Easier matchup. Uh, Thielen, uh, look for, I mean, Thielen cooked up Eli Apple. Look for them to get that matchup and expose that. And, yeah, I'm just only intrigued anytime I watch Chicago Bears game, when is Justin Fields going to come in the game, man? <laughs> that's really it, man. Uh, I, you know, I in Detroit in week four. I think that's a, you know, really good week, Matt. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy, if you, you know, if you if you're interested, you know we can consult for you. Uh, Detroit's a pretty bad defense, uh-huh. uh, so if you want to make Justin Fields look good, then you should do yep. it then. But uh, I feel like there was something I wanted to add to this game. Oh, T. Higgins switched yes, his jersey number to number five. The entire last Sunday, I was just like, "Who's that? Who's that?" Like the entire time, I don't know. I didn't know numbers before, and now I definitely don't know any of them <laughs> since everyone changed their number, and so. Yeah, it's just waiting for the broadcasters. So gotta they gotta be quick on that. <laughs> oh man. Um let's move on to this next game. The one and O Houston Texans are traveling to Cleveland to take on the O and one Cleveland Browns. Forty eight and a half point total. Twelve and a half point favorites are the Cleveland Browns. For mathematicians at home, Cleveland Browns have an implied total of thirty one. Houston Texans, 18. Houston has some injuries on defense. Uh, on offense, tight end Farrell Brown, uh, who played really well last week, seems to be dealing with his questionable with a shoulder and ankle. Uh, then for Cleveland, Odell Beckham Jr. is out with a knee. Uh, it's two weeks in a row now. Drop. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Because there's videos of him running around at practice. Got, bro, they be, I thought it's all Instagram. He's running around like all, I don't know, man. This this something. Seems like a trade. That, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's, I have no idea what's happening Crazy. there. But uh, Anthony, Short, Anthony Schwartz, who seemed to be Odell's replacement last week, he's questionable with a knee. Uh, Jedrick Willis, the... Um, tackle the left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. He's questionable with an ankle. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Houston Texans to cover, but I'm gonna take the Browns to win. But I think the the Browns do win by like two possessions, so ten, maybe eleven. So um, Houston, I'm not really relying on any piece. I, I'm Cleveland Browns is a good, like, nice little defense if you want to pick up this week. I, I definitely did that in League of Extraordinary People to hopefully get a lot of points. Not really lying on Houston Texans offensively, except for Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's in fixed consideration. You know, he got, like, this target number last week. He got seven. Uh, that was in a commanding win. So the game script should be more favorable for him. He might might get a little more than that. So I think he's in that wide receiver three uh, range. Uh, on the Cleveland side, though, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, RB1 upside for both of them. Uh, Chubb. Of course, ranked a little higher than usual. Uh, as usual, you know, he's going to get touchdowns upside. Jarvis Landry, I think he's high in RB3. I mean, wide receiver three. Uh, definitely like the matchups for the, the complimentary receivers. Now that Adele is out, um, especially if Anthony Schwartz can't go, Thomas People-Jones gets a big bump. Uh, I think one of those guys, if they both play, 
uh, can see can see a touchdown and get a good opportunity. Schwartz got seven targets last week, uh, but Donald's people Jones play 80 percent of the snap. So um, these both these guys are definitely involved. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the under here. Going to take Cleveland to cover uh, Cleveland to win. I, 12 and a half points was a lot. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this this is a lot of points. But uh, I remember thinking last week Houston was bad. Um, I remember coming to last week thinking that Jacksonville wasn't good enough to cover against Houston. Uh, and now I'm of the frame of mind of I don't think Jacksonville is good enough uh, at all. I just don't think they're good. Right. And so I think that last week is just more of a reflection of how bad Jacksonville is mm-hmm. and less of a reflection of how competitive Houston will be this year. And so uh, if Cleveland is a playoff team, like we think they're a playoff team, you should beat the Houston Texans by two touchdowns or more. Um, I think Cleveland, like I said, I think their role here, give me both the running backs, Nick Chubb as an RB1, Kareem Hunt as that RB2 with that RB1 upside. Uh, David Njoku has some intrigue here. Saw 18% of the targets last week. I'm not starting him, but I'm definitely just paying attention, keeping an eye out like, hey, is this is this a trend? Does he see another 18% of the team targets? Like we know this is a very heavy tight end offense. Uh, the tight end saw 36% of the team targets last week, 37% of the team targets. The wide receivers on this team saw somewhere about 39 to 40 percent of the team targets. So you're just you're you're just as likely to get production from one of these tight ends as you are to get from one of these receivers. And David Njoku is a big athlete, big man, red zone presence. If he's getting 18 percent of team targets and that's a trend that continues, that's something I could be into Uh, the wide receivers. Uh, because I want upside, I'm not really like I'm not really into Jarvis Landry this week. I, like I don't think there's much of a need for them to try to to stress it to you know to use to use him all that much. But I I do like these auxiliary pieces like Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones, like you said, as options to potentially get in the end zone this week uh, on deep on some deep passes because you know both of these guys, especially Schwartz, you know had a 20 had an A dot over 20 yards and so. Um, you know, is, is seems to be taking that Odell deep threat mm-hmm. role that uh, Odell was filling. Uh, and then for Houston, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm just in the Brandon Cooks. Like, I don't want part of I don't want Mark's Ingram, Mark Ingram's nope. 30 nope, carries for less than no. 90 yards. Like, I'm not into that, bro. No. Like, um, Brandon Cooks and and even him, that's like even a stretch because. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not I, like Brandon Cooks is all I'd be willing to play on Houston. That's it. That's all yeah. I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next game, man. The one and O L A Rams traveling to Indianapolis to take on the O and one Indianapolis Colts. We have a 47 and a half point total here. Uh, the Rams are four point favorites. I took the under here and I, i'm gonna stick by that it looks a little weird to take the under here but i'm gonna stick by that we've got two solid defenses uh stafford in this rams offense oh i didn't uh taking the under taking the rams to cover rams to win uh stafford in this rams offense is is gonna be fun to watch man i mean mcveigh is, is ready to cook some stuff up for him and i'm sure he saw what his former offensive assistant shane waldron did with the seahawks to these colts last week and so he, you know, he's probably going to look to steal some of that. I have Stafford as a QB one this week. Uh, Cooper Cup dominated targets last week. Was that was that because of the matchup? 
I don't know, but I'm banking on we've seen that happen in the past. And, you know, this is a new quarterback. So there's a little, you know, there's some different things to go off of. And, you know, apparently Matt Stafford talked about how him and Cooper Cup are like BFFs. So, uh, you know, maybe that continues. So Robert Woods, wide receiver two for me this week. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this two weeks in a row, man. Tyler Higby is an option this week. Uh, came through last week. Uh, the matchup was nice uh, against Chicago. And so he, I think he comes through again this week uh, against Indianapolis. And then Daryl Henderson handled all the work basically for, for the, the Rams backfield, 90% of the team opportunities. He's an RB2 for me this week. Uh, and then Van Jefferson is a, a deeper, deeper, deeper flex option. Oh, you want to talk about JT and them Indies, Indy Colts? Oh, snap. I didn't scroll down to my notes, man. For Colts, <laughs> absolutely love JT this week. Uh, did you know Jonathan Taylor had a 24% target share last week? Ooh, yeah, he did get a lot of receptions. I like that, too. Even with Hines yeah. getting his work. So I think the running backs got a high target share. Yeah, the running yeah. backs each both had over 20% of the team targets. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor getting 24%. That was higher. That was third in the league this week. That's a really nice number yes, for sir. any running running back, let alone one named Jonathan Taylor. So be on the lookout for that. If that trend continues, then or even comes close to continuing, then we're in for like a top three year potentially from JT. Uh, Naheem Hines, he's an RB three with some RB two upside. It, you know, if the game if this game goes nuts, then I, you know I'm definitely into him for sure. Uh, I'm in waiting Simo with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, didn't want to play Allen Robinson last week, and and he wasn't great. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr.'s not Allen Robinson, uh, and so didn't play great last week. Didn't I don't think they didn't play great. Just didn't see the targets. The targets weren't there. Don't really know what that was about. Was that by was that a game plan specific thing? Did they, did they feel like they could attack Seattle? You know, with their running backs in the past game. I'm not quite sure, but I'm basically gonna put Michael Pittman on ice this week and just see what happens uh, this week or next week, even potentially. But I think, you know, he's somebody that you don't have to hold on your roster. You can, you can, you can drop him to pick somebody else up just because he hasn't. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be scrambling to go pick up Michael Pittman. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the over. I'm taking the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to win though. I do like this matchup for Stafford and the receivers. Uh, I think this one switched, you know, the most upside switches to to Robert Woods. Uh, I think, you know, Indy got killed by those outside guys last week, Tyler Lockett and and, uh, DK Metcalf. So um, I like, you know, Robert Woods have a slight edge this week. Daryl Henderson, great play, solid RB2 play. Talk about that opportunity share, which is awesome. And Tyler Higby is a tight end to be in play. Um, On Indy side, yeah, JT should keep eating. David Montgomery did have some big plays against this Rams last week, so that'd be good to see if uh, JT makes some big plays this week. Uh, Hines, definitely solid flex consideration with those nine carries and those eight targets. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, James White on steroids right there, so I like that for sure. Um, and, yeah, I'm with you. not trusting any of those receivers. Um, can't really predict who's the, who's the alpha in this offense right now, uh, and it's a bad matchup. It's just not one to go to. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited to watch JT though. I yes, sir. Always, always. Excited to watch <laughs> um, let's move on to this next one. Divisional matchup here. The 0-1 Buffalo Bills taking on the division leading 1-0 Miami Dolphins. This is a 47.5 point total. Dolphins are three and a half point underdogs. 
in terms of injuries, Gabriel Davis for the Bills is questionable with an ankle. Will Fuller for the Dolphins is questionable with an undisclosed injury. Did not participate in practice today. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover. But the Bills, I'm going to take to win the game. It's going to be a nice, close, competitive AFC East game. I think the Bills edge it out, though. On Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1. I think he gets a lot of work on the ground and, and in the air. He bounces back. I mean, not that he had a bad week last week, but he's going to bump those numbers up, I think, to, to top QB1 numbers. Uh, Devin Singletary. He's into that top 30 value. I think he's, you know, definitely if he's getting, you know, that opportunity share like he did in week one, had the 11 carries to breed his four. Also had five targets, too, in the passing game. So that, that's great work for him. Uh, Diggs, you know, matchup proof wide receiver one every week. One of the hardest work receivers in the league. Cole Beasley, another solid, steady receiver. I think it's high in flex play, especially in those PPR leagues. He tied, well, the team in, in the league, well, the time tied the team with targets with 13. Uh, with Stefan Diggs getting those 13 targets, it's a really good number. Uh, Sanders and Davis, think are both deeper league plays, uh, dark plays. Think in this game that they, they could be involved, especially Josh Allen pretty much throwing it a lot. They, the Bills really throw it a lot on first or second down. Uh, and on the Miami side, um, Miles Gasman, Gasman. It's really hard to pick the receivers who's gonna really dominate in this game. I'm not really interested. You got Trey White back there in the secondary. So uh, I think they rely on the gas man and then Mike Isecki. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover, Buffalo to win. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, he's he's a bona fide QB1. I, like you said, I think you know didn't have a great game last week. Bounces back in a big way this week, potentially. Uh, his buddy, Stefan Diggs, also a wide receiver one this week. Cole Beasley, like you were saying, I think he's a wide receiver. He's he's a definitely flex appeal wide receiver three with with some definite wide receiver two upside. And then Devin Singletary, man, I can't believe we're sitting here talking about Devin Singletary. Yes, sir. But I think he's an RB two this week, man. I mean, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch last week. Devin Singletary, and Matt Breida were the two the two main backs for Buffalo. And like you said, Singletary was the lead guy. Seventy three percent of the opportunities, uh, fourteen total. Uh, you know, or was it 15, 15 total opportunities mm-hmm. ran a route on 66% of the team pass plays, which was the eighth highest total in the league for, for running backs. Wow. And his 37 routes were the third most of any wide of any running back um, in the league in week one. So his usage was really good. And I think he could have a really, you know, he could really break through in this game where Buffalo, you know, should win. Uh, and like you were saying, which, you know, with Josh Allen uh, and the Bills, they throw the ball 65 percent of the time on first and second down in neutral game script. League average is 56 percent of the time. Ooh, love it. Uh, that was a top five number in week one. Um, you know, again, we talked about how this team doesn't want to run the ball. That's why we devalued the running back position. But they if they're not going to run the ball, but only have one running back. That makes it a little bit easier, especially if yes. the running backs involved in the pass game, which. Singletary was so you know I'm curious to see what happens with Zach Moss but Singletary could very well be a nice buy low option right now uh if people you know are are sleeping on him potentially uh, and then for for the Miami side I'm kind of with you man I, I I want Miles Gaskin for for the running back position um I, I am gonna play Jalen Waddle though 
Uh, okay. He, he did come through last week. Uh, he was he played really well as well, um, just in the game and his numbers. Was second on the team in targets. Uh, was used. You know, they they drew up a play for him around the goal line to get him in the end zone. So, you know, he's somebody that is going to get plays manufactured for him. And in a game like this one where Buffalo should be leading, uh, I think Jalen Waddle definitely could provide some uh, some value here um, and, and definitely come through. Uh, all right, moving on to the next matchup, man. We've got the 0-1 New England Patriots traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the 0-1 New York Jets. 42.5 point total. Patriots are now, I think they're five and a half point favorites. No, nope, yeah, they're six. I point got favorites. six. Yeah, they're six point favorites. Yeah, they're yep. six point favorites. Um, that line moved. It started at three and a half, shifted all the way to six. Uh, weather's going to be okay in terms of injuries. The, you know, New England Patriots are okay. Uh, the Jets will be without left tackle Makai Becton, who was added to the injured reserve with a knee injury. Um, should be back maybe mid-season, but we'll see. Uh, Jameson Crowder and Keelan Cole, they both make their return to practice after being out last week. Crowder with COVID, Keelan Cole with a knee. Um, your boy will be. Yes, sir. You, yes, sir. I was I'm, like, you're going to be there, right? I will be there. Yo, uh, Justin from work, too, is going to be there, too. Yo, we got people pulling up. Yo, you boots on the ground. We're, we're doing that real, like, legit fantasy analysis in person uh doing all of it so you i'm gonna take the under gonna take the jets to cover six because at, at three three and a half i was like oh yeah new england has yeah. that but one, yeah. once i saw it at six i'm like okay hold up hold yeah. up this ain't tom brady here so um in terms of the matchup damian harris is a, a high-end rb2 this week like high-end like borderline rb1 uh james white high-end rb3 with some RB2 upside here, uh, especially in these PPR leagues. Uh, and then I'm not interested in the quarterbacks outside of watching them or uh, potentially starting them in two quarterback leagues. I mean, both of them, they both had their moments last week. Mac Jones for the Patriots looked good against Miami. Zach Wilson looked good at times against Carolina, especially in that second half. And so excited to watch them, but not excited to play them. Uh, the wide receivers in this one are less than encouraging. Uh, Corey Davis came through last week, but I think this week he's more of a, a volume dependent, you know, wide receiver three potentially with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has an opportunity here to make some plays downfield. Uh, so he's a wide receiver three uh, with some upside there. And then Jacoby Myers led the New England Patriots in targets, 25% of the team targets. Um, I think he has an opportunity here, but again, I'm not in love with this past game, so uh, I don't know how much upside he'll bring. Um, but then in terms of the tight ends, the Jets don't have one that you can really play. Uh, the New England Patriots, they have two that you can definitely play. Um, and neither one of them really scored a touchdown last week, so I think that there's a possibility that that could happen this week. Yeah, I would prefer gonna... John. Oh, word. Yeah, I'm going to take the over – take the Jets to cover and the, the Patriots to win um, on the England side. Yeah. Mac Jones, both quarterbacks. I agree with you. Two quarterback options. Um, 
I was very confident in that running back situation. You know, Damon Harris almost messed. He, I mean, he fumbled the ball at the end of the game. I'm hoping that you know he's out the doghouse, but you know, I'm assuming he is because Stevenson also fumbled the ball too. So <laughs> Damon Harris is their best option. He he did work. He was very productive. He got the volume. Um, so I'm confident that he he's going to be a good RB two option in this one. I'm also confident that James White has some. Uh, you know, top 30 value in this one at this position uh, with the, the usage and the receptions that he's going to get. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I think, is a solid wide receiver three. Um, got some low-end wide receiver two upside. Hunter Henry and Jono, I'm more of yeah, the the Jono guy. You're, you're hoping that one of them is going to get a touchdown. It's really they're, – they're tied in two options for me, though, uh, both of them. And on the Jets side, Corey Davis off that great week last week. I think you still got to consider him uh, low-end, you know, wide receiver two. Um, just for the the volume he's gonna get and and Crowder he's back in there so uh, he's I think is a safe you know low end flex option especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, that's, that's probably the guy I'm overlooking right is Crowder because I think he could probably have an impact in this game uh, especially in PPR leagues. You know Zach Wilson was under a lot of pressure last week mm-hmm. against Carolina. New England's gonna see that and and try try to replicate that pressure and I think. The difference will be Jamison Crowder will be available this week to catch like nine balls for 64. Yeah, so. yeah facts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup, man. And we got the 1-0 San Francisco 49ers traveling to Philly to take on the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. 50.5 point total. San Francisco 49ers Ooh. are 3.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I'm taking the under here. I'm taking the Eagles to cover, but I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers to win. It's going to be a very entertaining game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, so uh, on, you know, the San Francisco side, I like Eli Mitchell. I think he's a high in RB2 option. Um, he's, I think he will start off with the volume. I know, I know they'll, they'll definitely mix in hasty. Uh, they'll mix in Trey Sermon if they activate him. Um, but I think Eli Mitchell will get the bulk of the carries. Um, Debo Samuel, wide receiver two option, uh, especially a slight bump, especially if Ayuk uh, can't go again or is not fully healthy to the team. He's back at practice. He was a full participant today. Um, but, you know, I think you want to be in Wayne Simo to to see that the 49ers are trusting him uh, to be on the field uh, health-wise because um, he did only play about, I think, under 30 snaps last week. Uh, Kittle, top five option. That should definitely get more carries. I mean, more targets in this competitive game script. Um, they didn't really need him much, you know, in that second, third quarter. So it, it did hurt him. But Kittle should be a top five option on Philly side. It's Jalen Hurts season continues. The QB one uh, season continues no matter what. You're, you're gonna love the, the reason why you drafted him. He's gonna just keep going with his legs in, in the air. Miles Sanders high in RB two. Uh, in this matchup, Kenneth Gainwell, I think, has some deep league flex, flex option, uh, along with Jalen Rager. He's good in some deep leagues. Also, I think, so with some wide receiver three upside. Um, Devontae Smith, I'm very proud of what happened. You know, he's a wide receiver two for me. Uh, led the team with the eight targets. Led all wide receiver, running backs, and tight ends in snaps. He was basically an old lineman out there. So, you know, definitely a trusted rookie. Uh, that will, You know, he'll be trending up every week. And Dallas Goddard, you know, tight end one for me. Um, Ertz is trending in that, not trending in the right direction. I think they're kind of separating a little bit. Uh, not too many uh, mouths to feed with this offense with Rager and Miles Sanders, even Quez Watkins getting targets. So it's going to be a very slow season for Ertz. Yeah, I'm going to take this game is so interesting, man. I think I think my immediate reaction after week one was to, oh, Philadelphia, 
to cover <laughs> Philadelphia to win. But then I had to sit back and I'm like, Atlanta wasn't that great, man. Atlanta's not that good. They're Atlanta's not, good, not that man. good. Um, so I had good. to had to pull it back a little bit. I do like what you did with the three and a half point cover, uh, but San Fran to win because I I feel like it will be a close game to that point. I am, however, going to take the over. I am going to take San Fran to cover. I am going to take San Fran to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not anticipating the explosion that we saw from Hertz last week. The matchup's not as great, but like you were saying, the, you're playing him this week. The legs that he like with his legs, he is a, a a he has a safe floor, an opportunity to just fall into a QB one finish, and that's why we drafted him, uh, and that's why we were willing to take him when we did, despite all the concerns about his passing. Miles Sanders, high end wide or running back two this week with RB one upside potentially, uh, Kenneth Gainwell an RB three. That I think you can you could look to flex potentially as well, and then Devonte Smith, man, like you were saying, he he is a running back too, man. Uh, he's got to be, absolutely, man. Um, a, a wide receiver. Did I say running back too? He did. He did. It's all good. It's all good. He's got to be a wide receiver too. Yeah. Here seems to you know be the favorite of Hertz. Uh, Goddard is probably the guy that I want to play here, but uh, between the tight ends, but um, you know I I. Don't think, uh, you know, Rager is definitely intriguing uh, with the potential game script. I think you can get away with playing him. And then for San Francisco, uh, Debo Samuel is coming off a big game. Should be a wide receiver two this week. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not starting Ayuk this week. I'm kind of just in wait and see mode. I'm not going to cut him. I'm not dropping him. But he's just going to sit on my bench and I'm just going to wait and see. Like, all right, when do you earn Kyle Shanahan's trust? Because this is a guy that average. 17 so PPR points last year uh, was the wide receiver 15, I think, in PPR points per game. Like, this guy's not a guy that can't play. So, um, yeah. as soon as, you know, he's healthy and he's 100%, I'm sure he'll get worked into the offense again. George Kittle, you know, a tight end one this week, of course. Uh, I don't think you could play Jimmy G uh, with, you know, with Trey Lance, seeing the opportunities that he's seeing. I mean, we saw Trey Lance throw a touchdown pass. Yes, sir. Like, I don't like. I'm I'm sorry. I don't think you could play Jimmy G. Um, but Elijah Mitchell, I think you could totally play. Uh, one of the guys that we we were talking about scooping up off waivers. I mean, everyone's talking about him. I saw him go for 100 percent of Fab in some weeks. <laughs> um, you know, so if you're gonna spend that much Fab on him, you better be playing him. But I oh, think yeah. oh, either yeah. way, the matchup is nice here. Elijah Mitchell should be in your lineups. Um. And that's about it, man. Yeah, definitely. This is to be one of the sneaky, uh, great games of the weekend. Yeah, let's move on to this next matchup, man. We've got the 1-0 New Orleans Saints traveling to Carolina to take on the 1-0 Carolina Panthers. This game has a 44.5-point total. The New Orleans Saints are 3.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries here, the Saints uh, Eric center, Eric McCoy, he's out. Uh, or he's doubtful with a calf. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, is cornerback for the Saints. He's doubtful with a thumb injury. Um, don't think either one of those guys are going to play. Carolina, in terms of injuries, they're going to be okay. Um, but for, for me in this game, I'm going to take the under here. Uh, I'm going to steal a page out of your book, go to th- go Carolina to cover the three and a half. Okay. But I will take New Orleans to win. NFC South game, I feel like these games are always – three-point games. 
uh, between the, the Panthers and the Saints. CMC obviously needs to be in the lineup. Uh, DJ Moore, after one week, seems to be the guy for Darnold, uh, did lead the Panthers wide receivers and targets. Um, but again, it's just one week, so I don't want to overreact to that too much. Robbie Anderson, though, someone I'm not confident in after one week, only saw one target. Granted, it was a 57-yard touchdown. <laughs> if you're going to have one target, it's pretty, not a bad target to have. Um, but I don't know how bankable that will be next this coming week. So something to, to monitor. Uh, not playing Sam Darnold this week. Uh, don't don't love the matchup. We saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, you know, I, I love Sam Darnold just as much as, well, nobody else. But <laughs> I... I don't think that he can he can you know muster up more than than what um, Aaron Rodgers did last week. But for the New Orleans side, Alvin Kamara obviously needs to be in their lineup. Saw 20 rush attempts last week. You know I've been alluding to what it could be without Michael Thomas, and we kind of got it right away. Uh, just make sure you have Tony Jones ready, yes, locked and loaded, because we know what happened. Alvin Kamara can only handle so much 20 week or 20 touch weeks. He's so, a 60% guy, man, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, definitely have Tony Jones stash on your bench. I, you know, I like Marquez Callaway as a wide receiver three. I think he can bounce back this week. Won't see Jair Alexander this week. And so I think he can definitely have a bounce back game. Uh, Jameis Winston had a nice game last week. Um, Zach Wilson also had a pretty, a pretty decent day against the secondary. I don't think that, you know, the Jets – I don't think the the Saints will be uh, trailing as much as the Jets were last week, which caused them to really throw the ball as much as they did. Um, but I think, you know, Jameis Winston can have success against the Carolina Panthers. But, uh, you know, maybe low-end QB2, uh, probably somewhere that that's where he – mid-range QB2 is probably where I'd put him. Uh, for me, I'm going to take the under – I'm going to take the Saints to cover, uh, and I'm going to take the Saints to win – uh, yeah, I think the Saints do, you know, dominate this game, Serp, and uh, control. Uh, I think the famous Jameis Sleeper of the Year, you know, takeover continues. I think he's uh, yeah, high in QB2. I think he's uh, playable. Uh, Kamara is a top three option at his position. Get to see Kamara versus CMC. That's pretty good storyline right there. That's, that's going to be pretty dope. Uh, definitely hard to call which one of these pass catchers will have a top 30-day. You know, Troutman, he led the team in targets last week. So I think he is a tight end two option. Uh, with Jawan Johnson, if you want to take a, a flyer on him as well, um, with that wide receiver tight end, uh, you know, uh, position, and I think uh, Deontay Harris could be a deep league DFS, you know, dart play. Um, you know, they can get down the field against the secondary and get maybe a deep ball, a deep play. Uh, Sam Darnold on the Carolina side, uh, yet yeah, think at best he's a two QB league option, but I'm not really playing him in, in that either. Uh, in CMC, we trust he's the number one option at his position number one option like in fantasy every week and the receivers uh yeah dj Moore, wide receiver too uh yeah that that the one target was an alarming number you definitely don't want to overreact because he did have a he he played with him before has rapport uh had really good year season last year so um but it's definitely waiting see more for robbie anderson yeah definitely for sure um all right let's move on to this final matchup here the final 1 p.m game we'll be covering Today, the 1-0 Denver Broncos traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 0-1 Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this game has a 45.5 point total. The Broncos are six-point favorites. 
this game's expected to have a decent amount of rain, so uh, be on the lookout for that for sure. Jerry Judy, in terms of injuries for the Broncos, it, it landed on IR, as did Ronald Darby. Um, Jerry Judy won't be out the whole season, be out some of the time, uh, six to, you know, four to six weeks, I think, at the timetable was. Um, Jacksonville's okay in terms of injuries. Greg, where are you in terms of this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover and the Broncos to win. Uh, yeah, based off what happened last week, yeah, Jacksonville, I think they're going to get uh, handled well with, from, you know, Denver and their their line, hopefully get pressure. Hopefully Bradley, Bradley Chubb can come back uh, and help out that line too. Uh, on Denver's side, Teddy Two Glove, I think he's a great streaming option. Um, Melvin Gordon, he's an RB2, you know, was able to uh, expose him on that, that Giants rush defense last week. We had a great game. Um then Corlin Sun gets to bump back up as a, a top 30 play with a much easier matchup and the opening up of targets with the injury of Judy. Uh, also helping out Noah Fant as a low and tight in one. And uh, KJ Hamler has a, has a great matchup. I think this also helps him as well. I think he is a wide receiver three option this week. Uh, and on Jacksonville's side, if Trevor Lawrence is going to get that passing volume of 51 pass attempts, uh, he won't get the 51 again but uh, on average, but... That's a high number. Um, you you like that as for fantasy, so I think he is a, a option. Um, that low end, you know, high end QB two range. Um, DJ Shark and Jones uh, both benefit from this uh, and trending from the in the right direction as wide receiver twos. Uh, DJ Shark got 12 targets last week, uh, only three catches, so you're hoping that catch rate should improve. Um, and you know, Jones should be a, a good wide receiver two flex option as well. Uh, and Vishka is also an option too. He you know he was able to get in those PPR flex leagues, uh, deeper leagues, um, the passing volume should be high, especially if they're down. Um, it's because the James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, I mean, Carlos Hyde got bulk of the carries, but they weren't really running the ball last week. Surprising to see that James Robinson volume just plummet down last like that last week. Yeah, man, that definitely was discouraging. Um, but I, I'm going to take the under here. going to take Denver to cover, Denver to win. I've kind of alluded to I, – I started out this offseason like, oh, why is everyone so down on Urban Meyer? I think he'll be great for Jacksonville, yada, yada, yada. And then I've just progressively seen some of the moves that Jacksonville has made. And I kind of talked about it last week when we talked about Jacksonville and the Houston game. Like some of those decisions, they just lead me to believe that Jacksonville is like focused on the wrong stuff or they're not, they're not, their process is not great. And if right. the process isn't great, that's going to lead to you getting blown out by the Houston Texans who are an actual NFL organization. And while they may not be talented, they still go about <laughs> business and they still work as an NFL team. And I don't think Jacksonville is necessarily doing that right now. So I can't pick Jacksonville to cover uh, starting with Denver Teddy Bridgewater, he's my streamer of the week. Like I said, there's supposed to be some rain in this game, so I'm, I'm pulling off of him a little bit here as my stream. Um, I would probably I would probably go Andy Dalton uh, ahead of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, just kind of give the people there my my thoughts. But Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, both I think they make great plays this week, in my opinion. Uh, if Jacksonville, if Denver wins. It's going to be because especially, I mean, obviously you include the ground game. If they're winning big, uh, they're going to be, you know, handing ball off to these running backs. So I think you can play both of them as low end RB twos. 
uh, especially if the, the rain, if there's rain in this game, I think they lean on that ground game some more. Uh, Noah Fant got has to get a major bump up without Judy. Um, so, you know, he's he's top option at the tight end position this week. Uh, you know, he was great in week one. And like I said, the opportunity should be there for him. Corlin Sutton, uh, he's in my lineups this week, man. Curious, you know, I'm curious to see who benefits from the Judy injury. But I think Cortland Sutton is going to eat. He's going to return to that alpha level. I think he has to. Uh, he's expert consensus rankings uh, as a top. He's a wide receiver 36, I think, or wide receiver 32. I don't know. Either way, he's in. He's he's a he's a wide receiver two at worst for me this week. Um, curious to see who benefits from the Judy injury. Like I was saying, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. I think both of them have the opportunity to 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 absorb some of these targets. Both good players. KJ Hamler has a ton of upside, though, so uh, I'm definitely peaking his way. But don't sleep on the vet and Tim Patrick. And then for the Jacksonville side, I'm on Trevor Lawrence purely as a volume play. Like you were saying, if they're going to be losing, pass attempts should be there. We know Trevor Lawrence. He didn't run a lot last week, and I don't think he really ran at all. Uh, one rush attempt, I believe. But uh, I think if we can get that going, that would be nice. Uh, again, Jacksonville. You 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 get Trevor Lawrence who can run, but you don't run him. Um, either way, DJ Shark. I miss I misspoke last time. I said DJ Marvin Jones led in targets. It was DJ Shark with 12. Uh, so like you were saying, 33% catch rate. That's got to get better. Uh, DJ Shark is not a bum playing wide receiver. He's got to catch more than 33% of his passes. Um, Lavisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, they were all involved. So I think all these guys fall in line as wide receiver twos. Obviously, we know it's like it's like a real cheap, 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 cheap version of what we have in Tampa. <laughs> oh, it's in Tampa, Tampa. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like that. just real yeah. cheap, like yeah. real discount version. For sure. For um, sure. You just got to go to the other side of Florida. <laughs> but uh, James O'Shaughnessy, he's a deep, deep play at tight end. Saw 16 percent of the targets last week. Uh, so I, I think that he. Have some maybe some DFS intrigue. I don't. I feel like I bring up James O'Shaughnessy like once every like 18 months. It's so weird, but I feel like he's a decent option this week as a deep deep play. But that being said, we're done breaking down the 1 p.m. games. Yes, sir. Make sure you are here tomorrow or Saturday. We'll just say Saturday for part two. We'll break down the remaining six games. We also give out our starts for the week and we'll play some get money. So make sure you're around for that. Um, and good luck this week. And we'll see y'all on Saturday. Yes, sir. Have a good one, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.